0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the second episode of Keep the Receipts, the one-man fast break. I'm your host, Altamush, and let's get started. If y'all kept the receipts on the last round, uh, my predictions were, let's just say, not very good. I had France winning the whole thing, and they got eliminated in the round of 16 to Switzerland. An amazing game on overall, such a fun game to watch, ended up being 3-3, France losing on penalties to Switzerland. Out of all the outcomes, nobody saw that happening. Everyone thought France was the prohibitive favorites if they got their act together, and clearly they did not. And in this tournament, in any tournament, when it's a major cup, it's one game. If you play bad, you get exposed, you lose, it's over. You're going home. It's not like the NBA. Where you get a seven game series, you gotta always be on your game. And France weren't for one 15 minute stretch after they took a 3-1 lead, and that was the end of that. So let's, first of all, shout out major props to Switzerland. I don't think anybody outside, maybe the Swiss, if you were Swiss international, or you're born in Switzerland, or they're probably the only people that were hopeful that they could win this game, but they did it and Mad respect to Granit Xhaka for uh, the captaincy. He played great in the middle of midfield and Switzerland as a whole were great. Um, But I thought the turning point of this game was uh, the second half. It was about the 50th, 55 minutes and uh, Switzerland got a penalty. They went to shoot it. Hugo Lloris did block the penalty and from that point the game changed. And France turned it on into another year. Karim Benzema scoring two times in 90 seconds to give them the lead from being down 1-0 to being up 2-1. And then move forward to Paul Pogba's incredible goal from outside the box, the curler, one of the best goals of the tournament. If not for Patrick Schick's 50-yard goal, that goal would be the goal of the tournament. He did something very similar Pogba did against Portugal, except Rui Patricio made the save. But this one was even better because this was in the top corner, curling away, just a thing of beauty. But let's talk about France, right? And kind of what went wrong with France. Right off the bat, I mean, we talked about this on the previous episode. France were just kind of cruising through the group stage. And to me, I thought that, like, you know, that meant, hey, when. The lights are bright, and it's a knockout tournament. They're going to turn it on and be France. And we saw that after they stopped the penalty. They turned it on for 25 minutes, and for 25 minutes, they looked like the best team in the world, which they were. For 25 minutes, from the 55-minute mark, from the 50th-minute mark to the 75th-minute mark, France were incredible. Karim Benzema was great. Paul Pogba was France's best player at this tournament, by a long shot to me at least. Um, but they turned it on and they looked like they were going to cruise to a win. They were up 3-1 with 15 minutes left, and they blew that game. The defense was atrocious, and it was an overall very, very sad, disappointing run for France, especially because they have just on the back of winning the World Cup. This was the tournament that they wanted to win. They were in the final in the last tournament in 2016, And for them to uh, be eliminated in the round of 16 is very disappointing. So, I mean, the biggest thing, obviously, everyone's going to talk about is Kylian Mbappe. He did not play well at this tournament. And he's only 22. But, you know, when you're the star player and everybody compares you to the likes of Messi and Ronaldo and Neymar and everybody says you're the next big thing, which he definitely is going to be. He's already really good and he's already well established. He's got all the goals. He's got the trophies to back it up. Uh, He was the best young player at the 2018 World Cup as well. So he's proven on the big stage and at the international stage that he can get it done. But this tournament, he clearly was not himself. He wasn't very good. He had one assist the entire tournament in the four games. He had multiple chances to score. Just looked like his shooting boots were not on. And he had multiple chances in this game against Switzerland to kind of end the game in regulation. And then he had a great chance in extra time missed both didn't even hit the target in either of them um i think this is going to be a big thing for mbappe it's going to really the player that everybody expects of him you know this is kind of a big learning experience for him He's has got he's only 22 years old he's going to come back he's going to be great but right now it stings and obviously he also missed a penalty that ended the game and when he was coming up to shoot i'm not gonna lie i didn't i didn't think he was gonna make it just because of how Everything was going for him at the tournament. Every shot that he was shooting, whether he was open or not, it just seemed like it wasn't going to go in. And he was the fifth penalty taker, which most times gives you the glory, assuming your goalkeeper stops one. And in the case of France, that didn't happen. They did not get any stops of the five Swiss penalties, which were well, very well taken by the Swiss and props to them for that but then when Mbappe came up to shoot I just had a feeling that he was going to miss this isn't me saying I'm some amazing person at guessing but it just felt like his body language and kind of the way the tournament was working for him that he wasn't going to score but hey you know most times the fifth penalty taker gets all the glory if a goalkeeper gets to stop you're the one out there to take that last one and a couple other things about France I I felt like they just felt dead already won you know, they, they didn't need to compete. They just, that's what they felt at the all the, the entire tournament. They just felt like, hey, we're the world champions. We can just turn it on and we can just beat anybody. And Swiss, the Swiss are going to roll over and just let us beat them. And clearly that wasn't the case. The Swiss came to play. They scored two goals in the last 15 minutes against the world champs to force extra time. So in itself, that's an incredible feat. Had they lost, nobody would have looked at Switzerland as a disappointment. That was Heroic of what they did and the fact that they ended up actually winning in penalties and now are through into the quarterfinals is a great accomplishment in itself. And lastly, did want to talk about the defense. The defense was not great. They gave up three goals to Switzerland. The defense overall just was very shaky and Rafael Varane just kind of looked out of place. Lucas Hernandez going down with the injury definitely did not help Francis Case. They They usually play a back four, but for the Round of 16 game, they had to run to a back three and Longley came in for Longley came in to play in the middle of the three with Verrond on the right and Kimpembe on the left and it just didn't work out. They were very leaky. It seemed like Switzerland had a couple opportunities. They had a shot right at the end of the game to win it, but the Swiss player did not control the ball. And then in regulation, same thing on the other end right after that stop. Uh, Kingsley Coleman had a chance to win the game, but he hit the crossbar with his volley. Overall, just as a fan watching, such a great game to watch. So many storylines. France were down 1-0 right off the bat, so they had to turn it on. And then them taking the lead, everyone thought it was over. Then Swiss came back, and then obviously went into penalties. And penalties is just a it's a lottery, right? Some days you you guys are on and you make all of them and then sometimes hey you know you miss and it's very difficult to you know it's you don't anybody can win at any given time in a penalty shootout so it's it's kind of how the cookie crumbles and France are out and so of course if you kept the receipt on that one you know throw that receipt away don't keep that one keeping with the theme of bad predictions and this podcast I did want to cover the England versus Germany game which I Thought was going to go a completely different way, and it did not. Germany did not look great, and England did what England keeps doing. Doesn't look pretty. It doesn't work for most of the game, but they got the job done, and they won 2-0. Goals by Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane to finish off Germany and kind of end the Yogi Love era, which I think that should have ended in 2018 after they flamed out and got eliminated from the group stage in a group with South Korea and Mexico and the fact that they did not qualify out of the group was an embarrassment in itself and Yogi Love was able to stick around for one other tournament which was this one and they didn't play great and they lost to England which I overall I did think were overall a better team than Germany. This is one of the weakest Germany teams in probably recent memory in the last 20, 30 years. Just from a strictly point of the great players are getting older, Thomas Muller, Tony Cruz, Mats Hummels. You know, Jerome Boateng is off the team, but that's kind of that team that won the 2014 World Cup. A lot of those players are really old and over the hill in terms of international play. So the new wave is coming in with Kai Havertz, Werner, Serge Gnabry, Leroy Sané. You know, that, that group is kind of coming to their own, and they will probably be definitely be better at the next major tournament, which is the World Cup, next year in December. So they got about, like, what, 15, 16 months before that starts up. Um, Yeah, Germany were very poor. Um, I think the biggest problem was they didn't take the chances that they got. There was, in the beginning of the game, Timo Werner had a chance and kind of part of the course for Timo Werner this year. They didn't take it. He had a great opportunity right in the beginning. Jordan Pickford, Jordan Pickford made a good save, but... Timo Werner's got to score that. He was, he should have just chipped the ball over the goalkeeper. Easier said than done, but he's a world-class striker, and you expect him to be able to put that ball away. And if you score that, you know, the game completely changes. Germany's up 1-0 after 15 minutes, and now England has to chase the game. And the way the England setup was, they played such a defensive team out there, and they were just going to, you know, rough up the game and play very conservative. So the fact that, Germany did not score, played perfectly into England's hand. And in the second half, when Jack Grealish came on, he made a big difference in the game. Raheem Sterling doing Raheem Sterling things at this tournament. He keeps scoring goals, especially crucial ones for England. Did it again, went up 1-0. And then Jack Grealish with a real nice cross to Harry Kane to put the finishing touches on Germany and advance England into the next round where they will play Ukraine, which was also a surprise. I, I thought Sweden was a better team, but Sweden with the red card, and they were able to get it. They got eliminated by Ukraine. So, And like I said, the winner of England-Germany has a real good chance to get to the finals, and now England, they haven't conceded a goal this entire tournament, and it's not pretty, but they keep just moving, tracking along, getting Ws. You can't complain if you keep winning. So whatever method Garrett Southgate is going with, it seems to be working. Ukraine is obviously not a toughest opponent as Germany, but the way this world I mean, this Euro Cup is going, there's been so many upsets, so many surprises. Switzerland, obviously you also got Czech Republic in the quarterfinals and the big The group of death, none of the group of death teams are in the quarterfinals, which is crazy to think about. Portugal got eliminated, Germany and France, all of them got eliminated. So Hungary shouldn't feel so bad. They didn't get out of the group, but the group really didn't do anything. And that was the biggest surprise of this tournament so far, is that the group of death all died, I guess. And lastly, I did want to cover the game between Portugal Belgium that at least out of all the terrible predictions I made in the last episode that one I got right I did predict that Belgium would advance against Portugal just because I felt they had a better team and man I got to give props to Romelu Lukaku he was amazing he did not score a goal but his hold-up play against Ruben Diaz and Pepe was amazing he's slowly he's coming into his own and he's already there and he's a top world-class striker He's up there with the Lewandowski's and the Canes, and everyone's got to give that man his props. They won uh, Serie A this year, Inter Milan did, and Romelu Lukaku was one of the top scorers for their team. And lastly, I did want to talk about that Thorgan Hazard goal, one of the best goals of the tournament, and that is definitely worthy of a match-winning goal for any game ever. The way the ball swerved was incredible. I don't know if he meant to do that, but you got to give, I assume he did. And, you know, Rui Patricio was kind of in no man's land. The ball started started to the left and Rui Patricio moved to the to his right. And then the ball swerved all the way to the right to Rui Patricio's left. And it went to, into side netting and just a great goal and one that is worthy of a match-winning moment. I guess the biggest Concern now for Belgium going forward is the health of Ed Hazard and even more the health of Kevin De Bruyne. They both went off for injuries. Kevin De Bruyne for his ankle injury and Hazard looked like he had like a pulled hamstring or he had hamstring tightness. Luckily, they were able to hold off and win 1-0 against Portugal. But I think the biggest test is coming up. They're going to be playing Italy who look like probably the favorites now that France is out and... Just the way Italy's been playing overall, their defense is solid, they're scoring a lot of goals. Very different than prior Italy teams, which were more defensive, which were more drag out games. This Italy's with Roberto Mancini, Chiro Moble, they're going out there, Lorenzo Insignia, they're going out there to score goals. And that's a scary side with Italy because everybody knows their defense is solid and they hadn't given up a goal in like eleven hundred game eleven hundred minutes. Uh, in competitive games which was breaking which was broken by Austria but again their defense is really solid and if Kevin De Bruyne can't be out there and and Hazard to an extent as well because and Hazard looked pretty good against uh, Portugal he had his moments but again he is coming back from various injuries at Real Madrid and he needs time to get back into game shape and He tried to do that, and I don't understand why Roberto Martinez played him the entire 90 minutes or was going to play him the entire 90 minutes. He really should have taken him off after 60, 65 minutes and ended up costing him and and Nassar had to come off for hamstring. But if Belgium is healthy, I think that they have a good chance against Italy. And the winner of that game, most likely, I don't want to say, it will probably be the winner of the entire tournament or at least... Get to the finals and that will be a great game to look forward to this weekend lastly going forward. It's just it's eight teams left and The tournament has been full of surprises. So you really can't predict what's going to happen. The heavy favorites Are having trouble with the uh, teams that are you know fighting and scrappy. So it will be great entertainment for the next week and uh, obviously the finals on the 11th, uh, which will be next Sunday and this will wrap up this episode hopefully after the round of quarterfinals i'll plan on recording another episode and kind of covering the euro cup the copa america is going into the quarterfinal stages as well so definitely looking forward to covering some of that as well and as messi tries to get his first international trophy brazil looks really strong as they usually do and messi is a top goal scorer at the tournament so He's kind of got his shooting boots on. This might be one of his last chances to win any tournament with his country, which he's never done before. So that will be a very intriguing storyline coming down the stretch as that tournament wraps up as well. And I'll wrap up this episode. And on that note, I'm out.